You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right. It is not Chris Broussard. <laughs> it is Get Rob Parker. Get that record Parker. scratch. That's right. Mike Harmon filling in for Dan and the Danettes on a Tuesday, hour number two of the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh Grab your phones because I know you're going to want to get involved in this one as well. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. But uh, Mike, we we've been talking a little bit about the NBA All Star mm-hmm. Weekend, and obviously uh, LeBron went out of his way to be the headliner and throw as many stories out there about him. Yeah, I mean LeBron really he did the big interview with Kenny Smith uh, for TNT where he proclaimed himself. The greatest guy who ever played basketball, the GOAT, if you will. He talked about uh, leaving the door open to come back to Cleveland, where he played twice already. I'm sure Laker fans mired in this uh, travesty of a season that's going on felt good about that, that he's talking about playing somewhere else. (laughs) Again, I always say, remember, when LeBron retires, uh, Mike, they're going to have a statue of him out in front of the – Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, in one hand will be a basketball, and the other hand will be uh, luggage. You know, like <laughs> like that's going to be his. Like he's uh, running through an airport. Yes. No, no. Like let's leave that alone. Let's. Yeah, that's not. We'll we'll, we'll forget that one. Um, but <laughs> I just figured you'd laugh and kind of remember those those. I remember laughs, those yeah. Hertz commercials yeah. in the old days with. OJ. Well, now they um, now they yes, have Tom I'm Brady. Sorry. Yes, I know How they about do. That? Crazy, right? And the third story that was out there is that, hello, is this on? He hit the microphone and he's like, anybody who'll listen, uh, I want to play with Bronny. I don't care how much money I make or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll go anywhere to play with my son. That's what I want to do. So he put that out there in the universe as well. So there are three stories that came out. Um, and the other part that was interesting, and, we'll, and, and I, I just want to mention this, is given that he's the hometown guy, right, from Akron, Ohio, that he delivered the first championship to the city of Cleveland in 52 years when they had that 3-1 to comeback from the choking dog Warriors. Did I say that? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, when they won that championship. That really flowed off your tongue really easily <laughs> there, Rob. <laughs> and, and, but who got the biggest applause the, over the weekend? Mike, who got them? Uh, that, that Jordan character. It was Michael Jordan. That's so right. LeBron walked around like he was the late, great Michael Jackson. And then all of a sudden the Beatles showed up, you know, like that's what it was. Yeah, no, that was a, that was the moment of it all. Right. And I know you're, you're on social media a lot as am I right out and about Sunday. I was out with my daughters watching, uh, the U S women's national team as they, they put a hurting on New Zealand and, and then got into my all-star Sunday and just, you know, you've got second screens going on and you're just watching everybody, the legends, the young players, falling over themselves to get a photo and a moment with Michael Jordan, right? Just time and time again. And then that ovation, right? That was like he was being introduced by Ray Clay going back to the United Center. And and, and let me say this. I've been around so long. I started covering the NBA in 1987. I was there, Mike, when he made that shot in Richfield, Ohio, against the Cavs and Craig Elo. 
I was sitting courtside next to Clifton Brown, who was covering for the New York Times. How about that? In those days, and we were sitting there, and I'll never forget that moment and, and that building going stone silent when Michael Jordan made that shot in a game five, do or die. If he misses that, the Bulls are out of the playoffs. Yeah, let me ask you a question related to all of these magnificent events you've been at. You save all your credentials? Uh, no. I have a lot, but not all. I have a lot. Because um, I was going to try to Venmo you money to get that one. Yeah, that one would be – I'd have to look in my stash, but that was – I was there. I you know, was, I'm big in the whole memorabilia world. So I was at, a, I was at the 86 thing. Game 6 World Series. The ball goes through uh, Bill Buckner's there legs. there you go. I could go on and on. I've, well, I've there's been a at, book you know, in you. 36 years in this business, so I've been around. But anyway, yeah. my point was that – Cleveland fans could still have an axe to grind with MJ. You know what I mean? And LeBron's sure. the native son. Yet, Jordan got the biggest applause and and response from the crowd. But anyway, LeBron went on his yeah. interview with TNT and Kenny Smith and said that he was the GOAT and that he's the best who's ever played basketball. And he made his case that he could play guard all five positions and all of the numbers and stats he's compiled and all that. And I still say, no way, no how is he the GOAT. I still believe Michael Jordan is, and this is not the old head talking and the young kids going, oh, these old guys, they're holding on to their past memories and, and, and LBJ is the guy and all that. But here's, here's proof to me why even he doesn't believe he's the GOAT is because a couple of years ago uh, when they won the bubble championship, the Lakers, Anthony Davis, you remember that? Yeah, he was healthy then. Uh, yeah, well, he had four months off because of the pandemic. Well, and see, that, that, was that helps. Year. Hey, yes. folks, folks forget about that. That break was huge. Huge. Not to, I don't take anything away from it, but it is part of the explanation of how they got to that end game. There, there's, no, there's no doubt about it, and... Even after he won that championship, right, he comes to L.A. The first year they don't make the playoffs. People are questioning what's going on. And he gets a championship. And he says, and now I want my damn respect. Like, like that. remember the quote was something like that. Yeah, pretty much on point there, yeah. And, and my point is, if you have to ask for it, it, it tells you something. And if you have to tell people you're the greatest – it tells you something, and people go, well, Muhammad Ali used to say he's the greatest, and nobody ripped him for saying that. Muhammad Ali, that was like a, a, a gimmick, right. a part of his boxing it was a rhetoric, a shtick, and uh, further proof of this is that he was saying it even before he ever beat Sonny Liston that he was the greatest. So it wasn't after. It was a part of his shtick and what he used to go around and talk about. Well, but he took, his, he took his persona from Gorgeous George and all the wrestlers, right? And and they're yelling and screaming, etc. And so, yeah, it became part of the mystique. And later on, you said, well, yeah, he is the greatest. But it, but it was a shtick. And if LeBron just owned it that way... I think everybody would be okay with it, but it's a lot of this just seems needy. And look, we look, you get some level of success. I mean, anybody's looking around, going, "Am I really good? How do people really think about me?" And we've talked about it with Kevin Durant. We've talked about it with a number of guys in every league. Hell, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers later on in the show, and the latest with him. I think a lot of it is everybody's just looking for a hug, Rob. 
Right. I, I, I agree. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to understand why of all the stuff that LeBron has accomplished that he just can't let, like if, if even if I was asked that question, Mike, I would say that's not for me to determine. My resume speaks for itself. There'll be people who will look at what I've done, what I've accomplished and whatnot, and, and, and they'll be able to say that they thought I was or they thought I wasn't. You know, like, like that's, that's how people are. And a lot of people think if you pick Jordan, you're a LeBron hater, you know, and, and you know, you're not making a case uh, for LeBron just because, or then they get into the ring count. If LeBron had six rings and no losses, his minions would be using the ring total and that he had never lost. But since he has six losses, and that's why, Mike, you Say know it. I call him the Fafote, the finals failure of all time because he's lost more NBA finals than any other former regular season MVP. And before you say, well, what about Jerry West? He lost seven. Jerry West never won an MVP. Hello? So I think that uh, LeBron shouldn't have to say it. People should be able to identify him as such. And I'm not saying that there are nobody in that camp. But even he doesn't even get the love, Mike, from the former players. Forget about the talking heads and the sports writers who people want to poo-poo and discount. How about, you know, when Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and Paul Pierce and then you could hear Walt Clyde Frazier and other former players go, I don't respect the way he went at it. I don't like the super team thing. I don't like this. I don't like that. And they say he's not the greatest. Yeah, I think a lot of it for me, Rob, comes as to how the reaction, not just from the fans, but also just all those former players on that All-75, just how they all responded to Michael Jordan. That tells you everything. You you cited a few of them. Just go back and watch the the reaction. It, almost a, a rever, reverence to it of he got there, right? He was at the NASCAR race and found his way there and got all suited up. I mean, I still want to know what he and Rodman were saying to each other cuz that's a whole other conversation I want to And how be about when he told Barkley, "Hey, let's go play one on <laughs> Well, yeah, he said that to uh to Magic too, right? To Magic, so, I, mean, I meant Magic, yeah, yeah. you're right. So you you've got all of that flowing through, but you know, for LeBron, we I mean, we all recognize what he is. Hell, I went and saw a movie the other day and it was a Bron production. I went and saw Licorice Pizza. His production company was part of that. How about that? Starring uh, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. Pretty good oh, movie. really? Yeah. Okay. So it's the whole time I'm looking at him going, well, it's got all the mannerisms. It's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Uh, he would have cast, and then I, I'm like, I got to look it up. It's like, yeah, it was his kid. So there you go. I'm not I'm not completely. Did your girls want to go see Space Jam when that came out? Zero. No, they didn't even want to see the original. I've tried. Okay. They're, they're right. out. I'm I, I don't curious. think they appreciate the Looney Tunes quite the same way we did. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's a different world in that regard. But I, I think for LeBron James, and, and look, we all we all respect the career. It's been a magnificent career with the great expectations going back to all those SI covers and, and the changing of how high school sports were covered. I remember my brother calling me from Chicago. He was able to go to one of his games and standing room only. I mean, just for a regular Friday night game. It was that big an event. That you know you're looking at, and we we all appreciate that. 
But in the end, when you, when you start going into these, I want to be considered the goat, and you're talking about it. I mean, Jordan, whatever he's asked, he kind of chuckles. He goes, "I hate that. <laughs> like I hate the conversation because you, you just know." I remember having Jerry Rice. My I was telling my daughter we were going to a camp that he was going to be at, and you know I was going to help run things a little bit and the, you know talk to him a bit for it. And I was explaining his career, and it's like you know one of the nicknames is the goat. And someone flipped the football, and, and I had him sign it. And she goes, can you add the goat? And he just started laughing. You could tell, like, wow, that's not something I do. But for her, right. he did it. So it's on the ball. It's like, I don't know that I've ever seen another one. But So guys are uncomfortable with it and not asking for it. Like, it's right. just part of who they are. And here, here's the other part of the story. Okay, so then he also puts out there that uh, he wants to play with his son. Yeah. Uh, nobody has an issue with that. I, you know, would, would that be great? Sure. Ken Griffey played with Ken Griffey Jr. LeBron right? But LeBron wants to play with Bronny. And I, there's a couple things I, that's wrong with this. First of all, I, I'll say this. He's put an enormous amount of pressure on his son by even putting that out in the atmosphere, right? He's ranked, he's a junior, I guess, in high school, right. and he's ranked 34th in his cl- of, of juniors. So it's not like he's a top 10 of anybody playing high school basketball now. So there's still there's no guarantee, Mike, is there, that he's going to make it to the NBA? No, we got two years to grow, but yeah, to your point, there, there's he's no He's six foot three. He's yep. not like six eight or anything like that. So so we don't know about that. And and then the other part is, um, you know, I, he's making a case so that he can kind of make sure that the – GMs and the scouts and the people know that, hey, if you draft my son, I'll come play. I'll come play for peanuts because he said money wasn't an issue. It's not about money. I just want to do this and play my last year with my son in the NBA. And if I were a GM or a team owner, I would run the other way. I'm, I'm dead serious. I would run the other way. I think you would have um, – you would set up a bad situation – where you would feel compelled if Bronny's on the team? What if he's not one of the better players? You have LeBron there. You know, can the coach really, can the coach do what he wants to do? Or will he feel some added pressure? What about teammates if they feel like Bronny's getting getting playing time, Mike? He's not as good as the other players who are on the team. Oh, yeah, but his dad's on the team. So, of course, he's getting these uh, special treatment. It could divide a locker room. It could it could mess up a franchise. And the difference between when Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey played together with the Mariners is that Ken Griffey Jr. was the star, not the dad, right? Ken Griffey was a very good major league player. Right. Who was the star? Jr. was the star. So if if Bronny's the star and you have LeBron on the bench as a as a role player or whatever or something, we're talking about maybe year twenty-two in the league. But it can't be the other way around where the dad is bigger player than Bronny. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think if I'm also Bronny, if if that's the case and I'm a fringe guy, but I'm only getting t- dragged along because of my dad. How much does he want that, right? Because that's an that's an old internal struggle, family struggle kind of there. And I don't know their dynamics. I don't pretend to know them. But I just know, you know, that plenty of folks who've, you know, gotten into the family business 
uh, or dragged into the family business. Pick it. Maybe out there listening, you've had this situation where you're like, you really didn't want want to be. You might want to be in the same business, but you don't necessarily want to be trading uh, on your you know and son or and daughter kind of tag to it all. So you got that going. Uh, so for me, the only thing I'm looking at, though, Rob, if I'm a, a franchise that I know I'm not going anywhere and my revenue's low and I can make some easy money and put some butts in seats, sell some extra ads on local television and everything else by bringing LeBron in. So, so you're a gimmick guy. You, you're, you're okay with this. Well, I'm okay. I'm okay with it if I'm a bottom feeder and I know it's a long road to get it right. Right, because everybody says, "Oh, build through the draft." Okay, are you hitting on a hundred percent of the guys? No. Is every year a trend? You know that transcendent generational guy like LeBron was all those years ago? No. So we like even the, the last one. Right now, we're wondering if Zion, if and when he's going to play and where. Right, those kind of things. Like we we have those debates all the time. But if I can suddenly infuse a bunch of cash into my my businesses and and excite a fan base, even if it's just you know, seeing a guy as a former shell of himself. Uh, during Radio Row, I, I got I caught up with Barry Sanders, right? He was making the rounds, and we're chatting. And I showed him a, a trading card, again, to Jerry Rice uh, in a Broncos uniform because he couldn't let it go. Right. And he just looked at me and goes, what is this? And I tried to explain, you know, what happened. He goes, I don't even remember this. But I go, how does that look? What's your first reaction? He goes, that just doesn't look right. Right? It's, no. it's that kind of thing. But for some team... You know, it might be worth the the cash play. And if I'm the guy and, and I'm trying to get my franchise at least economically in the right direction so I'm not stressing about contracts and, and payments and whatever, then, then, yeah, I might sell out for it. All right. We want to hear from you. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Two things. You could ch- tap on either one. Is it weird to hear LeBron call himself the GOAT? Do you have a problem with that? And would you be down for having Bronny and LeBron on your team if you were an owner? Uh, 877-99 on Fox. We want to hear from you. It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, on a Tuesday. Stick and stay America. You know, every golf company claims to be longer off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's been speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Most golfers will fit into the Max because of its incredible combination of distance and forgiveness, but there's also Max D, their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Now, if you need something more low spin, there's Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact low spin head that the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
It is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, Rob Parker, Mike Harmon, filling in for Dan and the Danettes on this Tuesday. Uh, telephone number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are talking about LeBron. Yeah, we are. The self-proclaimed GOAT. All right, one of the things that was mixed in our conversation to start here, Rob, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, right, and opening the door to that. Yes. Can I just give you a quote from Darius Garland? Made the all-star team. Great story, right? The Cavaliers now fourth in the East. Uh, asked about, you know, James and, and looking at the roster and all. Quote, it means a lot. Our guys want to make our own legacy. Just a new rebuild, a rebirth of Cleveland. It's a new look, a new feeling, and that means a lot to us. Hello. In other words, we don't want you, Bronny. You, uh, we don't. We want to do our own thing. I think that door's closed as well, but uh, we want to hear from you. Jump in on LeBron. couple things on the table about him calling himself the GOAT. How do you feel about that? And... If you were a team, a GM, an owner, would you want LeBron and Bronny as a package deal? I know people want to chime in, Mike. Oh, let's get get it started. We'll go to Indiana with Derek. What do you got? Welcome in. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Um, in my opinion, this is just a like a ploy for LeBron to try to guarantee Bronny get drafted because, like, the second he gets like the draft order comes out and the Utah Jazz have the first pick. We're going to see a, like LeBron trying to guarantee that his kid gets somewhere else. I, I, I can see him turning into LeVar Ball. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want my son, you know, I, it's going to go, it's not going to go as smooth as like some people that are liking this move. Like, I don't, I think this is kind of silliness, him saying he'll go, like, what, what if he gets drafted by the Pacers and the Pacers put Brody in the G League? Like, is right. he going to go to the Fort Wayne whatever and play with his son? Oh, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't, I, I, I'm, tour with Fort I'm Wayne. with you. Thanks for Thanks, the call. And, and he's right. I mean, it is because to do this too, because Mike, it's, it's junior year, senior year, and then he's got to play either one year at college or one, you know what I mean? Like, or to Europe we're about, or whatever, yeah. Or the it's G-League. three years from now yeah. is what we're talking well, about. Well, because that's the other part of the conversation, Rob, is is LeBron James' body going to get there? Right, he's been injured three, three of the four years in L.A. Well, because look at it this year, right? He's talked about it, his, his knee and the swelling and everything else, and, and obviously playing some amazing basketball for a, a really bad team. Uh, so it doesn't matter. It's empty uh, box score stuff at this point. And a cool story, right? Because you'd say, ah, oh, it is 19th year. That's great. But, you know, as we watch this, this season unfold, it's like you're saying he's going to be able to do this two, three more times before Bronny's eligible. And look, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe Bronny shoots up another six inches and all of a sudden he's 6'9 like his dad. And we're, we're having a completely different conversation. Right. But where he is right now, and the show is today, to steal from our old buddy uh, Arnie Spanier, uh, this is where we, we have to take the conversation, that he would be more or less a throw-in to try to bring in LeBron James. 877-99 on Fox. All right, let's go. Greg in Colorado. Welcome in to the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you good doing? Morning. Good morning. What you got uh, for me? So, yeah. Well, I think that this Bronny and uh, LeBron package is a huge gimmick. 
but uh, I think it's going to pay off for some franchise. I've talked to you know a few people around that said, you know, wherever he goes, they want to buy tickets to go see him wherever. So I think it's going to be uh, a money grab, not just for the city, but uh, around the country. Get in there and sell, but, and- sell, sell. Uh, well, well, the only thing is, I hear you. If Bronny was a star, I, I, w- I would agree with that. Like we still aren't there, Mike. If Bronny's a, a six uh, coming off the bench, uh, and LeBron's on the team, how is that really going to sell tickets for that? Well, LeBron's still going to be the name, right? Folks are still going to show up. Right. Here, twenty-two. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. even if you don't want to proclaim him the goat, he's still. Uh, Still the guy you want to say you see you've seen play, right? Thanks for the call. Appreciate Thanks. it. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, no, I at least for me, I, I whether it's year twenty two, year twenty five, it doesn't matter. If he's still in a uniform and playing hopefully more than five minutes a night, if that if like if we're down to that and it's a wish and a prayer and he's taking every other game off to load manage, well then yeah, now now we're in a whole other era of things. But if physically somehow he defies father time a little bit more and continues to be more or less the Terminator, although he's showing some some cracks. He doesn't even, impact winning anymore. He doesn't impact winning now. He's putting up no. great numbers, and they don't even win. Well, but that's the thing, right? If you're one of these bottom-feeding franchises trying to put butts in seats, if he can come in and still fill the box score, you don't care, do you? I mean, I you do. I do, like right. from a what we do for our jobs and a, and a historical, but I'm also looking at it, you know, sports are still entertainment and an exhibition. And if I still got a guy out there in LeBron, however he's working the, as the five or he's down in the low post or whatever the game evolves to, you know, if fans can still be introduced to that, younger fans, and, you know, now we're, we're talking, and again, this is where you and I, you know, are at that, you know, a little, little older. I mean, you talk about folks with little, little kids, like that's their guy, right? It's either no, Kobe I, I, or I, him. So right. you'd still be able to take them to a game and say, you know, this guy was the the greatest that I saw. Kind of that that kind of discussion, which puts butts in seats and sells some more jerseys. All right. It's the Dan Patrick Show, 877-99 on Fox, talking LeBron James. Uh, the GOAT talk, does that bother you? He co- pro- proclaimed himself the GOAT and also playing with Bronny. It looks like most people are down with Bronny and, and LeBron being a package deal. Well, how about we go out to Sean in Sacramento? Welcome in. It's Rob and Mike here on Fox. Man, my uncle from another mother and my best friend. <laughs> I appreciate you. Well, you know, they, they had an opportunity. We crossed the lines, and, and they said, hey, you guys want to come and uh, spar a little bit? And I said, all right, let's get, get a sweat let's on. Let's do it. There's yeah. no doubt, Sean. What's up? Hey, Eddie. Anytime we get the stars out the park, and I watch your Flex podcast on this early, we're blessed as America, man. But my take real quick, man, is is Kanye West becoming the – I mean, I'm sorry. Is LeBron becoming the <laughs> Kanye West of the sports media? Every time somebody's walking to the stage to accept their award, here he comes, stops yep. his feet. Hey, we should have a parade for us, too. Let's just make it a whole L.A. thing. Hey, Cleveland, I know you're doing well on the East, but how great would it be if I came back? Hey, Bronny, you know what? Let's just team up. Get Team Tebow, join the Globetrotters, and make this a world tour. Come on, Brian. Stop being a clown show, brother. If you really are the best of all time, you can stop with the gimmicks. You can stop with the subtext in every single one of your tweets. Just be great, man. If we learn anything from Michael Jordan, shout out Chicago, we learned that as long as you just be great, everything else falls into place. That's all I got, fellas. Good morning. Spot on, Sean from Sacramento. He's spot on. That was great. 
That was I a great, mean, great, great, just great be argument great. Right people, there. people recognize and identify uh, you when you're great. You don't have to tell people. Hey, tap people on the shoulder and say, "Guess what? I'm great." No. Well, I, I think you know we start getting into a little bit of a generational thing here, maybe Rob, because we look at social media and it's a look at me now. Oh, there's no doubt about right? it. You're one hundred percent. You know, like, it, it look at the later. clothes, look at my car, look at my watch, look at what I ate. Yes, right. Well, I'm, I'm guilty things. of the food. You know no, that. Hey, you know what? You're a foodie. I'm a foodie. I'll yes. tell you where I went for dinner and if it was good or bad or, or indifferent. I mean, we we. We try to help people out, right? We're building community. That's what we try to do. All right? That's social media for you. That's social media for me. And trying to bring everybody into our extended family, for sure. 877-99 on Fox is the number. It's the Dan Patrick Show. All right, let's go. Cindy. Am I getting the pronunciation right? Cindy or Cindy in Seattle. Welcome in. Man, it's Cindy. Cindy from Seattle. Cindy, there you go. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. My opinion is... Uh, you know, we did it in Seattle with the Griffies. In two, three years, I see my Seattle Sonics coming back. You know, LeBron, Bronny James, we need to fill these seats up, bring the Sonics back. How you guys feel? Ooh, I like that. Look at that, yeah, Rob. He's it, now expanding. Some I, but, folks would but, want contraction based on some of the basketball that you watch on a day-to-day basis. I, I get it, but the only difference is Junior was the star, not Pops. And I'm not so sure. Like, at this present time... Pops, old Pops, year 22 would be the star, not Bronny, at this time. I don't know what's going to happen two years from now, right, Mike? I'm no, talking about right it. now. Right. If, if, we're if he was right the now, number five prospect in the entire country, we got a different conversation going. Well, that's just it, right? There's not a single person going, all right, can't miss, and here's you know the one little aspect of the game that needs to be refined. There's a lot to it, right, that, that still has to go, and it's – you know, heady player. I've seen clips. I, I can't pretend that I've watched all his games, although they are on TV uh, a bit here in Southern California now and again. But it, it's it's the show is today. I guess Rob is is the finest way to put it. And we're looking, but also trying to project. And two years on my body, I, I'm not in the low post. I, and not not that it's the same physicality that it was in the '80s, and we we don't do those comparisons. But still, you know, you talk about a guy that's added three or four seasons on his body through the playoffs and international ball. Eventually, you got to see the cliff, I think. And he's been hurt three of the yeah. four years in L.A. The Absolutely. only year he wasn't hurt was the year that they had the four months off because of the pandemic. I mean, those are just facts. This is somebody hating on LeBron. Father time is undefeated. And, and that's just the, the, the case. And I don't know what shape or what situation LeBron will be in in three years. And it's admirable for a father to want to play with his son. I don't have any issues with that. It's cool. It would be cool. But I think LeBron has put Bronny out there. And I I just, it's a lot of pressure. Like, like let, let him like go through his process. It would be great if he makes it on his own. You know what I mean? And then if you get to that point, right, and, Bron- and LeBron's still playing and now Bronny's going to be a top 10 pick or whatever, and you say, okay, I'm a free agent, I would love to play a season with LeBron, then uh, are we having a different conversation? Would that be cool? Yes. But that's just it, right? It's about the viability of the player, right, in, in yes. and of itself. As a Le- LeBron, if you want to start spouting his stats as he does to his own, 
right? Here's my box score for the day. And you want to start talking Bronny up that way, I guess I would understand it more because now you're selling the player as opposed to, well, I come with. That kind of right. situation. No, it's, it's really right. And he's talking about today, how he's playing today, not how he would be playing three years from now. Yeah, either. and and it's look, it's great theater. Uh, it gives us something to talk about in the All-Star break. And it keeps the, uh, I guess, to some degree, uh, well, the Lakers relevant. Because uh, really, if they weren't the Lakers and you didn't have LeBron at this point, we'd be uh, pivoting to something else. How about we go to Pauly here in Los Angeles? What do you got, Pauly? Hey, guys. Love you. Hey, Park, I love you when you're on, on uh, here in L.A. Uh, with that self-anointed dean of sports. Anyway, <laughs> I wow. To, I, 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 uh, I got to agree with you. This is the uh, LeVar ball in reverse. Uh, you know, uh, uh, LeBron's playing the, the carnival hawker, you know, and Barker, and, and the players got to live up to it, whereas the other way, uh, the ballers were actual players. They can play. They deserve where they're at. Right. And the old man the old man pushed the right button. So I, I, I see you hit it right on the nose, brother. Uh, well, I appreciate that. that. And, yes, Rogan and Rodney, I'm usually filling there on AM 570 in Los Angeles, and I'm on every Friday, so I appreciate the support. There you go. To Respect that show. to Fred Rogan. I mean, That's right. Fred, hey, the longevity, dean. He's, he's been at it forever. 40 years on uh, at KNBC in Los Angeles on television. 40 years. Think about that, Mike. Staying power. In local television, you know how impossible that is? No, and you become a legend. Like, that's that's the thing. I mean, I I admire Fred. I mean, I've tried to do that here at Fox Sports Radio. I ain't even halfway done. Man. We got a long way to go here, Rob. No doubt. All right. Uh, coming up on the Dan Patrick Show, Rob Parker, Mike Harmon filling in for Dan and the Danettes. We're going to go to my favorite, Major League Baseball, and please, this is a crucial week. We'll talk about where the labor talks are going, the new CBA, you know, my heart, my gut, what I feel about this. So we'll do that and much more. It is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Stick and stay, America. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts it is the dan patrick show on a tuesday fox sports radio rob parker mike Harmon. Filling in for Dan and the Danettes, coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And, uh, Mike, you know baseball is my number one. I love Major League Baseball. And I'm a little fiending a little bit that uh, spring training didn't start like it should have last Wednesday when pitchers and catchers show up. But I'm still hopeful that uh, this is an important week and they get a – a new CBA in place, and I think we kind of got spoiled, Mike. You know this because you're a little older. 
not older than me, but older, <laughs> from the standpoint that we had 28 years of labor peace. That was unheard of in baseball, right? Right. They, they always they might have had a lot of contentions, and there's always right. a lot of fights behind the scenes. Always. But, but it was always a, remember what we are charged to do to keep revenue flowing, and both sides would figure out where the concessions needed to be made, they'd grit their teeth. It's kind of like the handshake line. See how it all comes together? You may not like what happens and what needs to happen, but you recognize this is the way it flows. And for Major League Baseball right now, I know with your inside the Parker, now you're just going to do, you know, here's some more interviews with with guys, and let's talk about when you guys got to play the game. As opposed to right now, hey, where are you vacationing? Yeah, uh, but I think for both sides, I think they both understand the importance of not missing any games. We've never had missed regular season games, Mike, uh, uh, via a lockout we have when players have struck. So in a lockout situation, I don't expect them to miss regular season games. Do we really need seven weeks for spring training and 30 exhibition games? No, probably not, right? No, no. I, I think you can shorten that. It's kind of like we talk about, you know, for the NFL, and you can shorten that. Why? Because guys stay in shape. Right. right? It it's, is not. It's, they're not working you used jobs. to work your way into shape, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you had guys that actually had jobs. I know growing up uh, south side of Chicago, it was legendary. All right, this guy was the part of the milkman crew. This right. guy was part of the meat meat distribution, and he'd come in and shake hands while other guys unloaded the truck. I mean, they all had other jobs. That that's not the case now. It's a training three sixty five, or you're going to lose your lose your job, and that's part of the the big package that's being talked about here, Rob, is when you talk about minor league jobs and and you know options and how many times a guy can be sent down. You know, all all of those things are, are important to the the flow of the minor leagues through Major League Baseball that they're trying to get right and the economics of it, you know, in terms of the competitive balance taxes there, uh, minimum salaries they want raised, and, and changing how the, the pie of revenue sharing is there. you got a lot of big issues to address. And I was glad to see at least the report on Monday that, you know, they didn't do a 15 minutes courtesy wave. No, they no, no. They put in five hours or something, right? Right. I mean, I think that's the biggest part of this is they're realizing that, you know, that the drop dead date is starting to come there. And I, I still would believe that we'd go back to the old school with the twist of double more double headers, right? Day, night, so you can get both gates, which is what we've seen. Once upon a time, you and I enjoyed double headers. It, it's unbelievable that we went to double headers, and, and you know this, Mike, the game – but it was different because every game wasn't on television. Right. So every game wasn't a four-hour affair. There used to be games without television, so those games were two and a half hours. Like, there, there are no four-minute commercial breaks or five-minute, whatever it is. It, it was different back then, and you would go to the ballpark on a Sunday and sit there and watch two games and not think anything of it. You know? My God, I mean, we, we lived in the bleachers. Uh, usually at Comiskey Park. Sometimes we'd get Cubs tickets. But it was the kind of thing, if you had straight A's and attendance stuff, it was like you'd fill out a form and they'd send you a pile of tickets. It's like, all right, we're going for free. Who's driving us? And then it was, all right, try to find your uncle or grandpa or whoever could uh, get some time that day to take you to the ball yard. And and you'd have fun and stay. I I just, I I get nervous whenever you got these type of dollar amounts uh, floating. I, you always think calmer heads are going to prevail because they recognize, and particularly going back to the last 
last issue, go all the way back to the canceled World Series, Rob. Right, but think about yeah, that's ninety four. Right, that's but look at all look at all right. that had to happen to get baseball back on on steady ground afterwards. Right. And now everybody's wringing their hands over what it what it brought, right? Guys that looked the other way for a number of years as guys came back looking like cartoon characters are now going, oh, wow, that was awful, awful period of time. It's like, well, a lot of you guys cashed checks that didn't question it openly <laughs> while oh, you were watching. Oh, no. I'm, I'm no not saying you. That. I'm saying the, the larger collective no, I agree baseball world, right? And it was like, oh, it was good for business, and it got everybody talking again. I remember being at the Hall of Fame during the home run chase, and they had the tracker as you walked in to the front, and in the over the loudspeakers, they would cut into the at-bats. And there was a guy standing there waiting to add an extra one for that date. For each of those players. It was fantastic. No no, no doubt about it. It saved the game, in fact. It really did. Um, but in this case, I do believe, like, we're in a different time now. And people will find other things to do. True. And I think there will be a backlash if the season is interrupted or doesn't start on time. And some fans will say, to hell with it. I mean, it would break my heart. I still believe that they'll get to that drop date dead deadline, which is like the 28th they need to before March 1st, right? Right. In order to, to have enough time to get everybody you know, ready to go, play some exhibition games, and then be ready to start the season on time. Uh, it's imperative, and that's why you see they're meeting every day. It's not five or ten minutes. It's five-hour sessions. The owners have con- conceded with the um, – Universal DH. Where are you on that, Mike? Are you a DH guy? Yeah. Uh, well, one, because it got my guy Harold Baines into the hall. Uh, but also the fact. Through the back that, door? Did you say hey, that? Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, Hall of Famer. Just because you guys couldn't see it in your, uh, you know, you didn't have the specs properly to um, get him in during the normal vote. Uh, someone eventually figured it out. All right, that's just my uh, hometown I bias. Hey, I'm, man, I'm, I'll own I'm, it. Everybody <laughs> that tries to claim they're not a fan of stuff is lying to me. And lying to America, Rob, because that's how we got into this business, right? Love of sport, love no of an doubt. individual player, maybe a team uh, that enthralled you, and you never lose that 100% would be my argument there. But, uh, you know, for the universal DH, I'm all for it. Uh, I know there's there's some pitchers that really take it seriously. The, mo- the rest of them do not. So they yeah. don't want to do it. I don't want to see it. I, I get that part, but I, I hate the – the game wasn't, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist. I understand. And, and, and that's not how the game started. And 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 I love the strategy of the National League. Do do, do I pinch hit here Oh, in come the on. It's inning? a blackjack card that I, you can no, get for I love 99 all cents. I, 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 lo- it's not I that, love that. It's not that much strategy. It's, yes, it hey, is. It's, it's way more. Inning. What's the score? No, I look at my blackjack card like I'm going to go the, sit down. The American League is like a softball league. Just everybody. <laughs> when, we, when, when we played, when we played and we had too many guys, you know, like two extra guys, and nobody wants to sit. You're playing in the in the schoolyard sure. or, you know, you're playing in the park or whatever with friends, and there's two extra guys on each team, and nobody wants to sit around and be a reserve, right? We, you know we came up with we had ehs extra hitters <laughs> ehs they there were ehs see you're an innovator just like that intelligence does run in the family innovation runs in the family extraordinary runs in the family the 2022 mercedes-benz range of suvs every member is waiting to impress learn more at mbusa.com mercedes-benz the best or nothing all right final hour of the dan patrick show coming up right here on fox sports radio